Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Now, it just didn't... <clears throat> We're doing another episode. Just so I'm clear, I forget. Are you a robot or not? Where are we at with that? I'm not a robot. The robot is in the iPad. So we've switched back to where we were. I am Justin, and Justin Bot is in the iPad. And so is Chris Bot. Okay. What does Chris Bot have to say? On behalf of Justin, why don't you fuck off? Okay, let's start the <laughs> show. <laughs> All right, this is Chris Gethard. This is the Chris Gethard Presents podcast, uh, in tandem with the Chris Gethard Presents television show, trying to bring you a whole bunch of comedians from around New York City in particular, and then also other places sometimes, people who I really like and enjoy. Justin, good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you too. I'm sorry that first prompt was aggressive. After I clicked it, I was like, that just was a, a very aggressive Chris bot prompt. You did, you did pick one with... Uh, Profanity. Uh, profanity. My yeah. mom has definitely turned off this episode. Yeah, I apologize. Sorry, it's okay. Sally. She's not listening. She's turned it off. I promise. She now turns anything off as soon as I curse. <laughs> Justin, did you happen to catch last night's CGP? I didn't get a chance to Come watch on. it. Come on. You haven't. How many have you actually watched? I've watched every episode. That's just, not true. That is true. That can't be true. That's true. That's true. I just didn't get a chance to watch last night's episode. You co-host the podcast. Mm -hmm. Do not watch the show. I do watch the show. <laughs> not beforehand, <laughs> though. Not I, I don't always get a chance beforehand because we tape so soon after the episode. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to go ahead and intro people. We have a very special episode today. I'm very excited about it. Um, I'm going to intro everybody. So next week, we they, they're not available to be on hand, but the Found Footage Festival, who if you know these guys, they do, it's really incredible what they do. They have collected thousands upon thousands of VHS tapes of very odd stuff, just clips of stuff that's truly insane. They're coming on the TV show next week to do all public access, their favorite, pu they have public access footage from all over the country dating back decades. They have shown me some of it. It is bonkers. It's like the nightmare of what you think of when you think of public access. They're inviting some of the people on the show decades after they've made weird footage. It's going to be insane. So as I introduce everybody, I'm hoping that you might um, be able to tell me where you grew up and what the local television 
you had was that you didn't have uh, that was only for you whether that's like your local weather person who was notable or the show you only got like for me growing up in north jersey we had this guy named uncle floyd <laughs> who wore a striped jacket and like a vaudevillian style hat and he had a, a show where he did weird bits with puppets people used to yell at him all the time it was really strange, but then the musical guests would be like, like Didi Ramon was on it all the time. So you were like, I guess this is cool. And then when I got older, it turns out that he is the older brother of Jerry and Jimmy Vivino from Conan O'Brien's band. Like that's a New Jersey show. It's a very New Jersey show. So my Sharma returning to the show, mm -hmm. you are Justin's co-host, but I'm, I've come to understand there's real boundaries with this, that mm -hmm. I am your co-host. Maya is your co-host. Mm -hmm. you, are, you are my co-host. Maya is your co-host, but Maya and I... We Don't, just talk as people. You're exactly. not. You're yeah, not here in my co-host capacity. No, I'm here to support Justin. Mm -hmm. Really? Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of. Yeah, I need a lot of support. <laughs> really, rules. And that's said. why I'm here. My yeah. anything jumped to mind. The TV you remember that the, the people couldn't get elsewhere. Um. Again, not really. I was a big. Um, I grew up uh, on Long Island, and. Well, you guys had the Long Island medium. Sure, sure. I, I think that I found out about her through Bravo. Uh -huh. What is she on? I don't know. Yeah, she. I think that makes Teresa, sense. She's right? on Bravo, yeah. Yeah, but she was on Long Island TV for a long time, right? She was um, Suffolk, and Suffolk she, County. Oh, and so. you say that with what sounds like Suffolk. some judgment. <laughs> well, no, not really. And I wouldn't ever say out loud if there was, so. Okay, that's but fair. I, I, I had a, I really just watched like the library would say what was going on, Um and so sometimes I'd tune into that, but then again, I like couldn't get to the library alone. Mm -hmm. so I, I think it was a pretty, it was a fruitless. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. We've got two people I'm very excited. They both just moved to New York from Chicago quite recently. Um, they do great work. First up, I'm going to talk. This is a person who I did not know as of Monday, and now this is the third day in a row we're hanging out, which is very strange. Stepped in last night, uh, a little behind the scenes, pull back the curtain, Annie Donnelly, who's a great comedian who's been on this show. Uh, her kid was was uh, was crying. I can sympathize with it. She couldn't make the show. I said, who has a similarly disruptive energy to Annie Donnelly? <laughs> and I had just recently met the great Megan Stalter, who Megan, I'm a fan. Particularly, I, want, I think everyone who listens to my stuff you are doing a series right now called The Megan Stalter Show that has become one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh my God. When I saw it, I was like, this feels like, like I hope that this stuff I've made made people feel the way your show makes me feel. <laughs> okay, well, I'm crying. I'm slipping out of the office. <laughs> it's just a, such a so good sad. combination of very funny and quite confusing in a way that I've always enjoyed. <laughs> Thank you. Hello and hi. Should I do a catchphrase? <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you... Um, hello. How are we doing, little cowboys? I'm Megan. <laughs> I'm such a fan of Chris that that was so nice of you to say because I love all of your stuff and that's made me feel that way. Um, and I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. There's two shows that um, are pretty local to us. If I was with my mom, I'd watch locally Sex in the City. And then if I was <laughs> okay, I thought that'd get a huge laugh. <laughs> I'm Justin's I not like, even smiling. I'm like smiling. <laughs> okay, Justin. He's, yeah. he's clenching his fist and hitting it on the table. You can't hear it. I'm angry, but I'm thinking about. I'm angry about something else. Are you gonna do <laughs> this? In my, in, my per, in my personal life, this happens all the time with him. Are you doing the second show, or are we bailing oh, on this? Oh, the second show's really good too, guys. The second show's not a joke. My dad loved a show called, and it was like local to Cleveland. It was called the Ghoul Show. The Ghoul Show. Yeah, and it was like a like scary ghoul, and he um, just 
be really mayhem on the news. <laughs> Wait, what is I love it. This is a tradition in local TV. There, you got Svengoolie really, in Chicago. Yes, it was like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it was like, that. like these monsters, old mm-hmm. like people who dress as monsters yeah. and then air like public domain old horror movies. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good trope. Is that that's a, wild? What's her name? Elvira. Elvira is cut from that cloth. Yes, it's like last a festival but, with him in it. Last but not least, we have Richie Owens. Richie, you uh, you've done a lot of work with Megan. I know you guys will be co-hosting an episode of CGP in January. That's right. I believe we're, our lawyers are all working to sign the contracts right now. Uh, among them are Freak Fest. I think that you're doing some version of that show, I think. Yeah, on, on... yeah that was a show we did uh, at the Hideout in Chicago, which you'll be at soon. I can't so. wait to go to the Hideout. And there's like a whole scene that you guys are a part of that I've been a, an admirer of from afar. The work you guys are doing and uh, and the Hell Trap Nightmare people. Our best friends. And then those guys who just dressed, dressed up as the Blue Man Group. <laughs> the <laughs> the boys. Yeah, 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 like those guys. <laughs> I'm trying to keep an eye on Chicago from afar. How are you doing? Any local I'm doing TV great. you'd like to tell us about? Um, yeah, so I'm from the Chicago suburbs. Um, and one thing that really comes to mind is uh, my suburb was called Oak Forest, Illinois. And there was a guy who... Uh, was four years older than me. He was a senior when I was a freshman, and he had his own public show in high school. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was called Clem in Oak Forest. But his name was like David Podninsky or something like that. Oh was it good? No. He sounds hot. <laughs> but it was like it was like everybody like I knew, like all like the sort of like cool like DIY kids were like, we like what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still like can remember the theme song very well. Um, can we get a taste sing of the theme it. song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love to hear him mm-hmm. sing. Clement Oak Forest, Clement Oak Forest, Clement Oak Forest. What will Clem do? Clement Oak what? Forest, Clement Oak, Oak Forest, Clement Oak Forest. I forget what the next what part is. And then it goes into a guitar solo. All right, let's go to Justin's <laughs> bit of the week. All right, so here's our weekly bit theme song. I was walking down a dusty trail with a frown. The people in my life have hurt me like a knife. So now I'm all alone with thoughts that are my own. And this big old dog named Dude and this tiny kazoo. And while I'm walking on my Nikes, I examine my own psyche. And I realize that my thoughts were all lies. The people in my life never hurt me like a knife. I push them away for reasons I can't say. So I take my dog named Dude and my little red kazoo and return to it unnamed weekly bit. So I take my dog named Dude and my little red kazoo and return to it unnamed weekly bit. Now, Justin, in that song, you three times said you had a kazoo and there was no kazoo in the song. Well, if we had, I, I think once we are contracted, I'll, once you have our own feed, I'll have a kazoo budget. Yeah, um, can we get our own feed, please, Earwolf? Yeah. This is getting insane. <laughs> this is our 10th or 11th episode on Earwolf Presents. More people to be able to subscribe. I hate, I'm shouting into the goddamn void. Okay, yeah, Justin, we'll what's it. the bit? What's the bit? Um, Guys, I'm feeling pretty bummed out. Justin, why? Well, you know my boss. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course I do. He's Wait. a talk show host? Yes, absolutely. He's known for being very open with his fans. Exactly. A comedian. People can turn to him for advice. Sort of an uh, advice comedian. We know, we both know who uh, we're oof. talking about. <laughs> we both know who we're talking about. Three, Three two, two, one. Phil, Phil McGraw. McGraw. Thank God. <laughs> yes. Dr. Phil. Well, I opened the newspaper this morning, and apparently my boss, Dr. Phil, has died, and his team has tasked oh, me no. with finding his successor. Um, how do you intend to do that, though? Well, the only way I know how. An American Idol-style podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is Finding Phil. Each player will get a chance to audition to be the next Dr. Phil by giving advice to Dr. Phil fans. I will be the judge of who is the best successor to Dr. Phil. Are you ready? Let's play. 
Are we singing? No. So no. Let's, so not like American Idol, really, no, at not all. not really. So let's hear from our first fan. <laughs> American Idol is singing specific. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's so why not. I thought, oh. Yeah. So it's like I already sang. I'm sort of ready to sing again. I'm so ready to sing. You can a little bit sing more your responses. America's Got Talent than mm. Yeah, but broad. this is a what? first fan. Wait, what? Oh, this is the first fan. My name's Marsha. I've been struggling with my son. He's two years old, and he's been acting out in a myriad of ways. Um, He's been screaming when he wants food. His sleep patterns are erratic, and they keep me up all night. And he's been referring to me only as Dava or a Dava Dada. Help me, Dr. Phil. Sincerely, a mom at the end of her rope. (laughs) So, Megan, if you were Dr. Phil, how would you address this person's problem? Um, I think from the sounds of it that she doesn't sound like a very good parent. Mm-hmm. And I think she needs to go to parenting a sort of like sandals for parent for like a paradise for parents and make love to her husband for once in her life. And then maybe she'd be more comfortable being a good mother for her other kid, for her kid. And then for the other one she's going to have. Yeah. And by the way, if you only have one kid besides Chris, because that's he just has one. He has one kid. And I know that because we're really good friends. But and I know one day he might have another one. But um I think if you're a mom and you only have one kid, you're se- you're being selfish except for Chris's wife who's nice. Because <laughs> you don't have anyone to play with your little ki- guy. That's, that's my answer. That was a great advice. response. That was great advice. That's my answer. So let's go ahead to our second fan. Great. Richie, you're going to take this one. So okay. this is our second fan, and you're going to have a chance to prove yourself. Okay. This is Dwight Schreit, and I have a pranking problem. I keep pranking my coworker who is cool and loves the receptionist, Jan. I've put his stapler in jello. I've put his phone in the ceiling. I've even gone so far as to throw an elaborate fire safety drill. I seem to have no control over these impulses. What should I do? Sincerely, the fire guy. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> um, this actually hits home for me because I, I know someone who is exactly like this, just can't stop pranking. Um, and I think, I think what he has to do is start a journal. It's really good. I, I think. Who is just, it that you thought of that was prankster? Uh, just this this kid named Aaron uh, from my hometown. Um, he tragically passed away while doing a prank. Oh no! Um, Cut that out. Do you know what the prank was? Yeah, he threw down a banana peel and slipped right off a cliff. No. Yeah. And he was journaling, that. and that helped. No, he. I think if he wrote down the idea. Putting a banana. Once he wrote down, I'm going to put a banana peel right next to the big cliff in Oak Forest, Illinois. I think he would have realized it was a bad idea. But look, he died doing what he loved. <laughs> that is true, Chris. Pranks. Yeah. All right. So, Chris, you're going to take this one. <laughs> okay. This is um, this person. Yeah, this is our third fan. Hey, I don't really want to tell you my name. Um, I'm a really normal person, but the past couple of months I've been. Well, it's been really hard, uh, which feels not normal to me. I've developed a really intense fear of the idea about how when you're trying to, like, make whatever, it can be so difficult to make it, like, how you really want it without losing some of, like, the thing that made you do it. And then you're like, why did I make this? And how long will it be till I have to, like, make something else? I don't know. Sorry, I'm usually really normal, but the past couple of months have been really hard. <laughs> hard, which is I'm not norm, not normal to me. So, what, what do you think? Sincerely, um, 
I guess just at the end of the day, me. <laughs> okay. I guess I would say, first of all, you said at one point you feel like you're not normal. And I would just argue that there's no no such thing as normal. That uh, when we, you know, convince ourselves that there's a, like, I think most people feel abnormal in some way. And when you can sort of get out of your own head and remind yourself of that, you do fit right in because nobody feels normal. It's this phantom idea. So I think I think you'll be able to maybe make some forward momentum on your ideas if you stop worrying about how it makes you look externally, which is where the idea of having to be normal comes up. And maybe just embrace the idea that putting it out there is worth it for the sake of doing it. What I don't want to address and what I, I think is a little bit of a decoy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, you're answering. I'm just listening. Okay, fair. <laughs> is, uh, Actively. I, I would just say the one thing I'm not going to bring up is that there's a very um, fluid accent. <laughs> and it may some people might say that that is reflective of some of the uh, psychological barriers that are in place. But I would actually just say that I think it's fair to uh, experiment with who you are and how you want to be seen in the world. So if you want to dip between American English and Australian accents... That's your choice. I don't think that's at the heart of the issue. I think more a quest for normalcy is what's getting in your way. Wow. Great advice. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why um, you are really good advice, uh, kind of an advice comedian. Uh, yeah, I have to say I'm not totally comfortable <laughs> being referred to as an advice comedian. That sounds like someone who does TED Talks. <laughs> I think right. of you as a, prop, as a prop guy. Really? Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> I'll take so, that. So Maya, do you want to jump in, in this contest? Oh, I'd be happy. Yeah, I yeah. feel pretty un- unbiased. Yeah, let's play the, the fourth fan. Hey, Dr. Phil. This is Carl Fritz, King of New York. I know there's no such thing as a perfect marriage, but I'm having trouble with my wife recently. Uh, can we just she stop this one? <laughs> I'd like to move on from this game if we can. Uh, thank you so much, wait, Justin, wait, 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 for your wait, bit wait, of the week. We have to, okay. So so I think, Maya, who do you think won this? I would um, say Chris gave pretty good advice. I think Chris won. So yeah. we'll play yeah. the, sorry, we'll play the so, victory sorry. song for Chris. Sorry to cut off Dr. Carl Fritz, but <laughs> enough is enough. All right, there's a victory song for Chris. Okay, thank you. Oh, wait, fuck. Chris won, but whatever. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, my God. We, we found the one. Our work is done. We're filled with glee. Cause we found Richie. We thought Richie would win. He is. We didn't think. That's got the most. We thought Richie would win this one. Integrity. (laughs) Yes, his name is Never. Why didn't you think it would be me? It wasn't a matter of like not someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you. I just think a retreat would be good for mothers to go to. And that's a great idea. Well, I don't think you think that now, do you? I, I do actually. You do? I do. One Richie second. Owens. I have to take a call. It's Richie. <laughs> Richie Owens. You will be the new. Sorry, but Chris will. But actually, Chris is going to be the new Dr. Phil. Thank you so wow. much. Yeah. I do feel like if you look at my public persona, being t- uh, constantly talking about wanting to kill myself, and you <laughs> putting out web videos where your most recent one is you tormenting an actual child. I don't remember that. Was, are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> I would think Richie, I would assume Richie's going to Yeah, win you're right. Just you're right. like no. a <laughs> process of elimination. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking something, here's something that could be fun. As, as you can see, I've written down a bunch of things on a piece of paper because... Richie and Megan, you guys are so new to New York. Megan, you've only been here a few weeks. Richie, when did you move out? Uh, May 1st. May 1st. This is just a matter of months. It's tough to navigate this city. Even coming from Chicago, things move a little faster in New York. And in the comedy scene here, 
it's uh, sprawling. It's hard to navigate, to find your place. And I, this marks my 20th year in New York comedy. This is true. I started 20 years ago, half my life. So I was thinking I could give you guys some of my tips for newcomers to New York comedy. I would love that. I, I need that. I need all the tips I can get. And of course, any questions, concerns, tangents we want to go down, I think that that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Justin and Maya, you guys have both lived here for a number of years, so mm-hmm. feel free to split the difference. Cool. Totally. Okay. Does that sound all right to you guys? Yes. Yeah. And we'll be taking love calls it. later. I've put it out there in the Discord that people should uh, call in if they have any questions about what it's like to move to New York. And we'll just talk to this because it's a tough town. Tough town. Do we have any calls coming in, Harry? Two, solid two calls. We'll get more. Okay, (laughs) first thing I want to let you know about uh, New York City, living here and being a comedian here, is that uh, there's a rumor that this is law. I don't think it's an actual law, but it is customary. (laughs) Hotels do let you take a shit in their lobby restrooms. If you're ever in New York City and you're having an emergency, one of the best things you can do Look for a hotel. Smaller hotels, they gotta, they keep theirs under lock and key. Do you have to tell them what you're doing? No, there? that's the key. <laughs> so especially in Midtown, you start to see these bigger hotels. And if a hotel has a restaurant or a coffee shop in the lobby, they don't put the restroom in the coffee shop or restaurant. It's just public. So they'll never even know. Sure. So aim for those bigger hotels. That way you can avoid emergencies. Do you, do you have a hotel you prefer? I, there's one on uh, 42nd right near Grand Central. <laughs> That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I would also say that there's a chain, the smallest one you can get away with, there's a chain called the Pop Hotels, mm. which is like little tiny, their mm. whole gimmick is they have like sort of little rooms with bunks in there and make it more affordable. All of their ba- uh, bathrooms are in the basement. So you can go in there. I would say maybe the ultimate hotel to use the facilities though, it's on 29th and Broadway. It's called the Ace Hotel. Mm. They have a whole functioning restaurant and coffee shop, and a lot of people go there, bring laptops. It's very hipstery, so they like when creative people come and work there. So they let people hang out all day. Again, their restrooms are in the basement, so it's totally mm. anxiety-free. Cool. They That's, don't ask why you're going down there. No, they never even bother. No. What are you it, doing? Do- what are you doing going down the basement? Oh, nothing. <laughs> that's okay, right? That was but really they know. Good, Megan. They, yeah, that was a good role. I like. <laughs> I just wanted to write a script for myself. Whoa, in case I like the role play. No, <laughs> I like I'm trying to tap into here. the emotional side of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going pot- potty down here. <laughs> uh, number two, I would say one thing to keep in mind is if you are having a bathroom emergency and you don't have any hotels nearby, mm-hmm. you're going to start thinking restaurants, right? They all have restrooms, but in New York, they are extraordinarily touchy about this. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. once legitimately shit my pants. <gasps> bad because oh a restaurant God. would not let I was on the L train platform I was mm-hmm. trying to hold it in desperately oh I was at Bedford I came out and uh, I, I ran outside looking for a restaurant it's, neighborhoods full of, of restaurants they stopped me I went to run for their bathroom they stopped me and said are you planning on eating here I said no and I shit my pants in the restaurant and then I went to uh, wait two, what restaurant was it's it it's not there anymore I wish it was because I would name it and shame <laughs> them but I went to the Two Boots Pizza across the way and they mm-hmm. did let me use their, their bathroom but then, tragically, after I was done, I realized they did not have toilet paper. Oh, no. Oh, so in so one of the saddest moments of my life, I took the empty toilet paper roll <laughs> yeah. and rolled it in my butthole wow. to get as much of it as I could. So point being, not every restaurant is going to accommodate you. But the, here's the number one restaurant in New York that's never going to care. La Pan Cotidien. Mm. <laughs> so There's a lot of La Pan Cotidians around. Well, here's why. They have a little bakery up front. So a lot of people just go in there to grab a coffee or some baked goods. You can go and pretend you're perusing the bakeries. Mm. And then when you walk by, they have that big communal table. They don't know kind of who's coming from where. You walk right by. 
It's always to the right of the communal table generally is where the restrooms are. It's individual stalls, which I'm a big fan of. They have the uh, red for va- red for in use, green for vacant, which I'm a huge fan Love of. Love that. La Pan Cotidian, you, there's, and there's a lot of them in New York right now. So I will th- say uh, when Megan was visiting before she moved here um, – I really had to go to the bathroom. I went to a Le Pan Cotillion. You never told me that. Yeah, you went with me, but you, you never did, told I, me that. I had to buy a. I, had to, I bought something. I didn't. I didn't feel mm. comfortable. But they didn't ask away. you to, right? They didn't ask me. You to. did Wait, the right thing. They, they, the they were like, "We're closing soon," and I was like, uh, I, okay, "I just yeah. want to." Oh, I know mm-hmm. what it is now. Mm-hmm. So Remember could, that now? Okay, yeah. So you could go in and be like, "Oh, maybe I'll get a piece of bread." Yeah, it was a great. These muffins look pretty good. Hey, before I decide, I actually have to use the bathroom, and then you do your business. You get out. You book out of there. Save your money and your dignity. Um, I one time uh, was at my nanny job who had a, three bathrooms and um, and shit my pants. <laughs> you shit your pants in a location where there were <laughs> three like bathrooms. Oh. So well, the story is that I have a re- really I get nervous to smell up someone's whole house, and it's not that I would even do that. If I was <laughs> in the bathroom. So the dad texts me, "I'm on my way home," and then I stood in the living room and thought, "He's gonna come home. I'm gonna run to the car. I'm gonna go to the bathroom in my car, whatever." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he took 40 minutes to get there. So I just stood in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so much smellier. So much yeah, worse. That's the worst. I didn't, I didn't smell it. I didn't. That's well, okay. no, I, I shit outside the house once I got out. There. I, I didn't actually. He didn't walk what? in on wait, me. Wait, shit. what? Did you go? Wait, did you go to their backyard? <laughs> no, no. So this okay. is what happened. <laughs> the front yard, the side. <laughs> I was standing in his living room, going, "Okay, you just have to make it ten minutes." No, it was 50, 40 minutes. But then when he got home, I just ran out. I went, "Oh, thank you, bye, bye." Mm, okay. And then I stood outside. <laughs> <laughs> and could, like couldn't make it to the car, so but he didn't catch me, and it was night, and it was kind of <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> uh, it was nice, and never mind, that didn't happen. No, it did, it did. Yeah, that rocks. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, it's like no one saw me, and no one. And he came in probably thinking, oh, all she did was pee today. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Chris, I never told you this, but I worked on. You know, I worked with you on career suicide. I PA'd on career suicide. Yeah, and I would watch. Like half the, I'd, wa- I'd watch half the shows just because it was very fun to watch and you learn a lot. And, and everybody uh, said that show was super fun. That was the number one description. <laughs> well, not of my fun, not fun. Suicide themed comedy show. It was a very, it was. Uh, I felt it was an education Thank to watch you. the Thank show. You so I mean, much. it was a very good show. <laughs> Almost like a TED um, talk. <laughs> just kidding! I'm just kidding! I'm just kidding! No, um, he's clenching his fists. But it was also that venue, famously very hard to use the bathroom yes. when you were in the venue. Yes. And also because there were so many times in the show that, like, if you were to get up and use the restroom, like, <laughs> it would be during the worst moment in the show. Yeah, people um, would often. I'd often I, there. There was a talk, a part where I talked about legitimately standing on the edge of a cliff, thinking about jumping off, and multiple times I'd be in the middle of that, <laughs> and you'd just hear like. <laughs> <laughs> Flush. It was in yeah. the theater, right? Like it, was it was off the to the side. What theater? In the theater. Also, it was a, a theater. It's and they closed it down. It's called the Lynn Red Grave. Oh, I didn't know that. They yeah, it? it's an Abercrombie now. It's above UCB Subculture, though. Oh, it's the space that's directly above that. I think it's like it's some retail store. I don't know but, if it's an Abercrombie or some other store, but. Yeah, it's not around. I, I I peed my pants in that theater. What? I peed my pants. What? Because oh. I couldn't get out, and it was a bad time, and I was oh. like, I would have to walk across the stage during the show. To do it, and I was like, 
I can't, I can't, I can't. I was trying to, but it was the worst moment in the show. Like, I think it was the cliff moment. And I was like, I would have to walk on top of the stage. Yeah. Oh my God. And I'd have to cross in front of me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're you listening think- to this at home, just give Justin a round of applause. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. How did you hide but, it though? The yeah, it wasn't, it was surprisingly okay. easy to hide. Were you wearing dark pants? I was wearing dark pants okay. and I was wearing, oh, I feel like it was oh winter, God. so I was wearing layers of underwear. Mm. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, that sucks going Those, home though. In the freezing New York winter when you're soaked in urine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's less of a fun story than I thought it would be. It was, very fun, it was a very funny moment. Everyone's Tip still three on being yeah. a New York comedian. So, because it, it's true, I have had many people, this is true, many people who I will meet like when I'm on the road who say, I'm a comedian in town, thinking of moving to New York, you have any advice? So, this is also a good guide for any of them who come across this. Here's the advice I have. Okay, so sometimes you're going to be in transit, you're going to have to use the bathroom. There's places you're going to show up Grand Central, Port Authority. Penn Station. These are major transit hubs. They do all have public restrooms. I'm also going to put Rockefeller Center in there. It's not exactly the same, but all of the orange lines mm. stop under there. It's a similarly public area. I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, Grand Central, very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. The women's room actually has a hidden, there's a hidden women's room in Grand Central. Ooh. This is true. If you go to the station master's office, if you follow the signs for the station master's office, mm-hmm. there's a hidden women's room that's very clean. My wife uses it. Mm-hmm. There's, to my knowledge, not an equivalent men's room. I've done my research. Rockefeller Center, surprisingly okay, although you will get the occasional homeless person. I don't judge them. They have to mm-hmm. use the bathroom too. Uh, Port Authority and Penn Station, don't even enter. Oh, I'm God. just giving yeah. you guys the tips on this. You're new to Thank New York. You. Don't What's step in foot yeah. in those bathrooms. What's in right? Am I wrong on this? I took the LIRR for my whole NJ childhood. Transit. It's really, mm-hmm. really, it's a mess. We can both speak to this. The yeah. Penn Station bathrooms are so bad. Like, you guys have probably heard, like, oh, New York used to be more real before Giuliani. Like, like that's, if that's what, what yeah. real that's is. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It oh, was the Penn Station. Like, I want to be fake. <laughs> if you just want to duck your head in and be like, oh, this was what New York was like in the 80s because oh they haven't God. cleaned it up since. What's hard for me is my favorite sandwich shop in the world is called Penn, Penn Station. Penn Station, the sandwich place. Yeah. Where? In Chicago? So where is this? It's in, like, it's only in, like, Indiana and, in, like, central Illinois and all. Really? Yeah. It's like a sub- It's not in Chicago at all. Because like, to a New Yorker, the idea of eating in Penn Station <laughs> is... It's hot and crusty. It, oh, it's, a, it's a nightmare. It the, the best French fries I've ever yes. had in my really? life. Really? Yes, yeah. queen. Yeah. Highly recommend really Yes, good. queen. Yes, queen. The sandwiches are hot. You can get mm-hmm. turkey on it. I would get the Philly cheesesteak, <laughs> but now I don't eat meat. I just get everything that was on the Philly cheesesteak without the so, meat. Onion. Ooh. Ooh, pup- onions. Pup- onions. Sauteed onions, banana peppers. Banana peppers. Yeah. It's really, really good. That's how they do it in Philly. It is it. Okay, I think the, those are okay. Those are probably my top three tips for being a New York City comedian. Also, say this: if you got a little money, Blink Fitness has these very cheap. I think it's forty dollars a month for any Blink Fitness in the whole city, mm-hmm. which oh. you can imagine gives you access to both bathrooms, and if you do shit your pants, showers. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Although you have to keep in mind, only the ones in the fancier areas of Manhattan provide towels, so you may need to bring your own towel and a backpack for a shower contingency. Mm. What about pants yeah. if you shit your pants? Th- that's on you. Mm. That okay. I can't But they speak might to. even have, I don't, and I don't, I can't speak to this mm-hmm. confidently, but um, leggings or something. Oh, yeah. At, like, yeah. Like, like a, you you can I mean? generally buy towels there, the small white gym style towels. Make for, those uh, into pants. It's like mm-hmm. five or ten bucks Project for a towel, way. but yeah, but Blink Fitness is great for that. I have a citywide membership and it saved me at least three or four times. Great. Whoa. That's one of, is this, you guys feel like this is good education for it is helping me more than you'll ever know. Cool. Most underrated bathrooms, and this goes not just for New York City, but anywhere. The most underrated bathrooms on earth. A pleasure to use these bathrooms 
<laughs> no one ever thinks of it. Does anyone have guesses? And there are, there mm. are, there's a, a location in Manhattan. It's like a chain. It's, it is a chain you have heard mm. of. A bookstore? Uh, not a bookstore. We'll get to the bookstores. Mm. Mm. We'll get to the bookstores. I, I have a very long list, as you can see. a food place? Not a food place at all. Not a um, chain. Um, I'm going to make a wild guess. I'm going to say um, it's a Best nat- Buy. Best Buy. Good guess. Kmart. No. To my knowledge, I don't think Best Buy has uh, bathrooms. Public, the basically. Kmart, I don't know if Kmart has bathrooms, and the Kmart's right next to uh, Penn Station in New York. It makes me not trust it. There's also, there's that weird Kmart that's in, like, a subway stop. Oh, I in the Astor that. Place subway mm-hmm. stop, yes. That has a bathroom. It oh, does? There. Yeah. Oh, how was it? I did my lipstick in there, and um, there was people looking at me going, why is she doing that? You here? did your lipstick in the <laughs> yeah, I had to, Kmart um, bathroom underneath <laughs> Astor Place? Yeah, and I, people kept looking like, why is she, what does she think? She's prima donna. There are be haters in every bathroom in New York City. <laughs> yeah. And, and I said, get I, yeah, I was like, you don't even know why I'm using this. <laughs> Nationwide reliable bathrooms, Home Depot. Oh, oh my God. Home Depot has the best bathrooms mm. when it comes to public restrooms. I have a theory as to why. It's because they're constantly used by contractors who build bathrooms, so mm. they respect bathrooms. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Those are clean. Are there a lot here? Clean Home bathrooms. Depot's? There's one on 23rd between 5th and 6th. It can be a lifesaver if you're doing shows in Chelsea or you're taking me. There's also mm. a lot of casting houses around there. Okay. Um, Do they do food at every Home Depot or is it just Chicago ones? No. <laughs> like an Ikea <laughs> the kind one, of meatball the one in Queens. The one in Queens has a little fake diner out front. There's like Chicago ones have like hot dog stands in them. And like people like love Home Depot mm-hmm. hot dogs. Have you been? I've never. I never did. I, I was I stayed away from every hardware store possible when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but my girlfriend and her dad would definitely like go to Home Depot to get hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. that's like IKEA does. Um, has a whole suite. Mm. Of, is from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Swedish they have, yeah. they have a bunch yes, of Swedish they have food and candy. Although you got to be careful with that Swedish candy because some of it's so sticky that it'll pull your fillings out. Mm. It's insane. Ooh. They love a good sticky candy in Sweden, yeah. like laffy taffy. Like it's like Swedish fish. Swedish fish, mm. like. And there's some that almost look sort of like Sour Patch Kids where they're covered in that mm. sugar, that citric acid sugar, and they, they are impossible to chew. The first mm. time I uh, chewed one, I actually thought I was going to have to see a doctor. Oh I thought God. something was wrong with it. And then I looked it up online, and everyone has this experience with this candy. <laughs> it ripped your teeth out? I thought it was going to. I thought it was going <gasps> to oh, pull my, my fillings oof. out. I had a cap on a tooth that I was eating a milk dud, and it came off. I was going to mention milk duds. I, I was mm. supposed to have this cap on until I was 18, and I was like eight. <laughs> like It popped <laughs> oh up way early, and now the tooth is just gone. It, it got it pulled. Justin, wow. I don't know if you, if you remember. Oh, you weren't with us season one. Mm-hmm. We were working on the Chris Gethard show, and I was once I went to cable, it was very, very stressful, as you can imagine. Two different times in our writer's room, teeth fell out of my head. And I think it was because of stress. This is very true. One of them times. I never told you this. They're like nightmares. Recurring nightmares are there. Ask Drew and Noah about this. Drew says this is one of the most disturbing things that's ever happened. This is like a a four person writer's room. It was was Drew Johnston, Noah Foreman, JD Amato, Joe Firestone, and me in a room. And we were all talking ideas, and I was eating Red Hots. Someone had left Uh a box of Red Hots in our little like craft service corner. So I'm eating Red Hots, and all of a sudden I'm like, this is real fucked up. I'm like, man, this, this, this red hot I just put in my mouth, this one's kind of fucking crunchy. What's going on? And then I realized I was chewing and smashing apart one of my own teeth. You were eating your own teeth. It was half of my tooth fell out. It was Holy a gosh. tooth that had a filling and half of it fell out. And then the sad, everybody was oh. like, whoa, like what the fuck is going on, man? And people were like already concerned about my mental well-being because it was, it was, it was so tough. And, uh, 
And the sad part is I went into my own office after that and then Drew knocked on the door to run something by me about 30 minutes later and I was eating more Red Hots. <laughs> I was like continuing to eat Red Hots even oh though my God. teeth had fallen out. And then the second one was just more, a more standard. I was like in the middle of a sentence talking to somebody and I was like, oh, ugh, ugh, sorry. And I removed something from my mouth and just continued talking. And they were like, what was that? And I was like, oh, one of my teeth fell out. Don't worry about you know, it. More standard, yeah. It was, it was you know, it was, I didn't, Eat my, the uh, experience eat of realizing you are chewing your own tooth and yes. smashing it apart is just absolutely disturbing. At least that one, the tooth fell out. Mm -hmm. But I did still, I was like in the middle of a sentence, so I spit it out and continued talking. And they were like, what the? Is your what mouth the? bleeding? Your yeah, mouth it, was, bleeding? it was bleeding pretty severely. Do you, do you remember who you were talking to? No, that one I don't remember. Okay. It was probably JD. Yeah. And he was just like, and that, that one too, he's like, you're, you have to go to the dentist right now. And I was like, we got too much shit to do. He's like, I'll, I'm going to call the dentist if you don't go. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's like yeah. a classic nightmare. Like yeah. the, the stress dream is, yeah. is I've lived falling it twice. Yeah. I've lived it twice. But Justin, you were mm -hmm. working side by side with me throughout the whole time. You mm -hmm. can actually, I think you can actually say that that's not even in like the top 10 most fucked up stress related things that happened to me. There's some pretty stressful. <laughs> There's some stressful times. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, we, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's go ahead. A big one, controversial one. I'm not. Oh, well, you did bring it up. Okay. Bookstores. I think I'm going to go ahead and say the only useful bookstore bathroom to a New York comedian in this day and age is the Union Square Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. And I would actually argue those bathrooms are surprisingly fucked up. They're more fucked up than you think they're going to be. Mm -hmm. Very useful. I would say that actually as a New York comedian, creative type, you're running around, you're between meetings, between auditions. The, things that the, the thing the Barnes & Noble uh, Union Square is most useful for, taking naps. You can fall asleep publicly there. Grab a book. There's a mm -hmm. lot of reading areas. And you can just – there's always people dozed off. It's New York City. People are tired. Um, the one piece of advice I would give, though, is they have a whole floor just for author events. If there's no author events happening, that's the best place to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. But they're very vigilant if there's an author event happening. Mm -hmm. I once tried to sleep there, and Hillary Clinton was doing an event later that day. <laughs> Needless to say, I was kicked out. Sure. I was caught. Did and you, were you asleep and they woke you up? Get out of it, sir. They saw me dozing, and they were like, you got to go, buddy. And I was like, all right. And it, getting oh. kicked out, when you're sleeping someplace publicly and you do get uh, caught and kicked out, it feels pretty low. Yeah. It feels pretty low. And if low. they said buddy... It is, yeah, but yeah, it's it uh, it's that's one of the. I think that is probably one of the premier places to take a nap when mm -hmm. you're exhausted and struggling in the middle of the day in New York City. Mm -hmm. If you were to, if we could, we, could we throw out neighborhoods and you tell us where? I do you know would where be? most of them are. Yeah, yeah, where would you do? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, where would you use the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so like, that. let's let's say you're in Times Square. You need to use the bathroom. Where do you go? If I'm in Times, I mean, there's hotels everywhere. Yeah, you start looking for hotels <laughs> up in Times Square. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also a number of Irish, like the fake Irish pubs, like those mm -hmm. Irish pubs that you see them and you're like, this is not a real Irish pub. This is mm -hmm. like a, you know, they're going to, you're going to go in and it's, it's going to be called like McNulty's and then you're going to go in and it's the menu is going to be like loaded nacho waffle fries, yeah. like real Irish stuff. Those guys mm -hmm. never care. You can always use the bathroom at a fake Irish pub. You just got to get in and out. Mm -hmm. Wait, yeah. do you know there's, um, my sister has an app on her phone that tells her where every bathroom is. I've heard time. about this and I, I, Cause she gets anxious about it. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard about this. But I, I'm sort of a human version of that. Justin, any other neighborhoods? <laughs> um, what if you're in you're in Greenpoint, Brooklyn? Well, if I'm in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, uh, I used to live out there. Uh, the, I would say, okay, the uh, there's a laundromat 
Mm-hmm. That has pinball, mm-hmm. sunshine then, laundromat, the sunshine laundromat, My and they have a bar. speakeasy in the back. That's a Whoa. bar, mm-hmm. and they're very good about the bathrooms. What's it called? It's called the sunshine, sunshine laundromat. laundromat. Okay. I used to live around the corner from it, and it was just a legit laundromat with four pinball machines. And now it's like a, a now it's like an actual bar full of pinball machines. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. cool. It's oh, quite God. hip. I know about it. They're because nice of people. A, mm-hmm. An article that you were in, Chris. Really? Yeah. What article? I think the one why I'd, I'm not going to move to L.A. And you said because oh. my friend Jeff Rosenstock texted me to meet him at yeah. like, Sunshine Laundromat. And I was he like, just, what? And I looked it up. And then the next time I visited, I went there. It's, my it's pretty great, bar. right? It's my favorite. Yeah, awesome. cool. And they also have a bathroom outside of the bar. so Exactly. Because like, yeah. you can go in and kind of pretend you're doing laundry mm-hmm. and the and the bar people won't catch you. Or you can pretend you're going to the bar and the laundry people mm-hmm. won't catch you. And a nice That's touch sick. in those Perfect. bathrooms is the, the flusher now is a... Uh, a pinball oh, thing. No. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, on yeah. theme. Yeah, and they're nice people who work there. They probably won't care. But mm-hmm. you can always play it like, oh, hey, if they're like customers only, you can be like, oh, I'm in, I've been actually chilling at the mm-hmm. bar. Mm-hmm. Or conversely, I'm doing my laundry. Whichever totally. set mm-hmm. catches you, you can fake them out. Yeah. Yeah. Any other neighborhoods, Justin? Um, let's go. like a Lower East Side? Lower East Side. Lower East Side. There's a lot down there. Um, there's a bar across the street from Pianos that's a very fratty... Uh, um, or no, uh, across from the slipper room. I'm sorry. Mm. It's kind of catty quarter to the slipper room. I don't know the name of it, mm. but they're always playing sports on big screen TVs and it's always packed out with Wall Street guys. And it's so busy that they don't care. You can mm. slip yeah. right in and right out. I would say that is a pretty good one. It's incredible. Else? Yeah. Yeah. This is I, a great skill. I have everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, West Village. West Village. You go out to the Chelsea Market. Chelsea Market has some of the best bathrooms oh, in yeah. New York City. Yeah. Only thing with those is there's a weird hallway you have to go down, and then it's individual stalls. So if you're in there for a while, there will you will have to walk the line of shame <laughs> of like the eleven or twelve people that know you've been shitting. Mm-hmm. But Chelsea Market's pretty great for it, yeah. And cool. no one like there's enough that you don't feel guilty taking one up mm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Damn, those Starbucks here are bad because I. You, I mean, in Chicago, every Starbucks has the best bathrooms, and here some don't have any really? bathrooms. No, and there's like a deal with New York, and, and God bless my It's sort of like Starbucks has this like deal with the devil, I think, where it's like we're never going to do any advertising, um, but we're allowed to be on every corner. And yeah. for invading your life, we will become New York City's collective public toilet mm-hmm. for anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. Right? You People can go in there bleeding. People go in there do drugs. There's people who are like – you know, wrapped in fucking bandages. God bless them. Who are those Starbucks? They get you get caught out quick. You got to go a little more boutique in this city. Welcome to the big city. This ain't the Midwest anymore, man. You got to think outside the box. Star Wars, Starbucks ain't gonna cut. Ain't gonna cut it. I definitely use the restroom of a place. Uh, I forget where it is, but I saw it on Broad City, and I was like. I'm just going to walk in. You see, you did like a Broad City walking tour. (laughs) Kind of. It's the place that they follow um, uh, Alan Cumming to. It's like it has a big like open patio. Uh, I walked in and then I felt sort of bad. So I I gave the bartender a dollar when I did. So you like to buy it. I'm going to tell you, (laughs) Richie. You paid a dollar. Justin and Maya, you can vouch me on this. You have now said twice that you bought an obligation pastry from a Lepanco Titty and (laughs) and tipped a bartender. I'm just going to put it out here. This is a sink or swim city. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. behavior of a sinker. Sure. And I want you to swim because sure. you seem like a good guy. Thank you. You tip every bartender in New York? Not who... everyone, but I just was like, you know what? They're like busy. I walked right by them. I'm just going to give them a dollar. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't get a drink. What'd you it say? Richie, it's I'm really not sure. I walked right by and then I walked right out. Like, I just felt like I'm not trying to be too harsh, but people who <laughs> behave like you are describing... Get eaten the fuck alive in this town. We really yeah. wanted you to win Dr. Phil 
<laughs> You're taking it away. I know the song had my birthday in it and uh, and more information yeah. that I sort of missed, but yeah, I guess I'm just You got to keep your nice. dollars. I'm going to keep my dollars from now on. Okay. All right. Are there any questions about my guide to being a New York comedian? Because that's really all I got. Um, are you going to make this a public uh, item or are you just... We're going to release it on the uh, podcast, so I guess it'll be out there via okay. this audio. Cool. <laughs> via this audio. Yeah. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how things change once kind of the public is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah. It, have I now made all these bathrooms jump the shark? It's true. That's the... Do we come back a year from today in this very studio and see where these bathrooms are? And all these mm-hmm. bathrooms have mm-hmm. gentrified. Yeah, and, and that is hangouts. kind of like the plight of the New York comedian is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is that. <laughs> yep, you're telling me. And I want to be clear to everybody too. I have all these strategies on how not to shit my pants, and it's only because I have shit my pants so many times. Mm. True. How uh, many times do you think? In my adult life, I would say on average, uh, somewhere between once and twice a year for my entire mm, adult okay. life. Um, one of the most recent ones. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I do feel like uh, Megan, you talked about shitting your pants in a space that had three bathrooms. <laughs> Richie and Justin, have you ever had the sad experience of standing up at a urinal thinking it's a fart and then you shit your pants oh by accident? My God. Um, not in a long time, but I have absolutely. I did that at a punk rock show in high school and I had to go home. Mm-hmm. Oh I shit my heart. pants at Six Flags Great Adventure. Wow. I shit, one of the saddest ones was I shit my pants on a bus in Queens. <laughs> Just being on a bus in Queens is already a little bit low. <laughs> yeah. And then I shit my pants on the bus in Queens. It's so do you remember easy what bus, do. what route? It was the, uh, it was the one that goes, I, I caught it at the corner of 34th Ave and 82nd Street in Jackson Heights. I shit my pants as I was getting on the bus and then I took it down Roosevelt Avenue back to my house in Woodside. <laughs> oh boy. It's happened a lot. Yeah. It's happened a lot. Was there a lot of people around? Yeah, the bus was packed out, but it was with bus people. <laughs> so the idea that I put myself in a situation where bus people could rightfully judge me, I was furious with myself. Mm-hmm. No one who takes a bus should be able to judge me. <laughs> and I had, yeah, who am I? My pants are full of shit. They get to judge me now. Right? Bus people are, sure. who yeah. are the bus people? Are you guys aware sure. of this? Um, not t- really. If you take buses in New York... Just understand there's a particular type of person on there and you ha- sort of have mm. to wonder who they are, what they're doing, sure. living. Because mm. I would say it's almost like a purgatory-like existence mm. to be on a bus in New um, York City. Yeah. I was never a bus person. Recently, I've become kind of a bus person. Oh, so really? if, if there, you're man. unsure of what it looks like, hello. What, what, now, what <laughs> possesses you to take a bus? I love, and Justin also. Justin I do, too. Buses. We'll take I the like bus it. sometimes, yeah. Uh, first <laughs> yeah. of all, Surrounded access to my people. phone, <laughs> access to kind of, um, I have a couple of people I like to call, and so I can call them. And then some um, of them have chargers here. Yeah, they there have are outlets some for your charger phones. Is that true? Yeah. Maybe yeah. buses have gotten better. They're, it's kind yeah. of Think, exciting. Oh, am I going to get to the right place? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of gonna... a uh, moved and... here three weeks ago. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. they do if you're uh, if it's late at night and you're on New York City bus, you can tell them to stop as long as it's yeah. along the route wherever. Mm-hmm. Wherever. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can be like, hey, like this is closer to my house. Can you just let me off here? And they're like, yep. Wow, buses have stepped up. You can also think. ask if they want to come inside if they want. <laughs> the bus driver. <laughs> and they yeah. just parks the bus outside your house. <laughs> you want a drink or something? He just leaves the bus idling. <laughs> I have this bottle of wine in my fridge. He's been there for like three months. You want How to... long is he allowed to stay? He's allowed to stay for 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes. to go. But like, yeah. to me, if, I was, if I'm on that bus, I'm like... 
I'm like, I guess this just happens here. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's the thing. That no one questions oh, it. right. If it's 45 <laughs> minutes, if he's longer than like, okay, they're having sex in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then True. is it a good sexual situation? Because if he knows he only has a set, I feel like That's if there's the ever set time it. limit, it can sometimes put, <laughs> yeah. put anxiety on And then on there the are people yeah. who kind of love a challenge. And, <laughs> yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. And an attraction you never know what you're going to get. It could make that it hot. That is so true. Yeah, it's kind of hot. It goes, oh my God, you only have 20 minutes left. <laughs> There's a full bus load of people. Oh, so you there. don't even, it's not even like you're alone on the bus, and that's when they <laughs> no, have to, no, no. they're allowed to leave other they're passengers waiting. Because they you? think he's, he forgot his wallet or something. So <laughs> you're telling me you can stop the bus outside your own yeah, house and say, rule. Would you like to come inside? Mm-hmm. And then 30 other people can be on a bus well, waiting while say, you're clearly fucking you. the bus driver. <laughs> Well, and they know that they can do the same. And it's yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, everyone. It's, it's New York. You I mean, that's the bus driver's whole night. Is this yeah. thing the bus driver is allowed to do or has to well, do? Well, the way you say it as you go, I bet you'd want to come inside, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes they come and sometimes they don't. And then that's and then that's for sex too. <laughs> this is a sex podcast. So. You can just be sitting on a bus waiting, knowing your your yeah. bus driver is just railing some so random person. Random, railing. <laughs> no, you're random. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. We're a bit random just some here. lucky lady who got on a bus that day <laughs> and who found chemistry in all the right places. <laughs> And I've got to imagine being a bus driver in New York City, one of the hardest things to do is to decide who you're going to have sex with and who you're not. Right. And who's going to say it? I mean, <laughs> you're right. They have the pick of the yeah. goddamn litter, yeah. and that must be so much pressure. Once they put their metro card in, you, got, yes. you sort of size them up. Yeah. They're undressed. You don't feel like the bus drivers undress you with their eyes? And they've been asking recently, they've changed the policy where you have to actually kiss the ring when you enter. Ah. <laughs> it is, I do know that uh, New York City bus drivers are referred to as goslings. That's like their nickname because they all look like Ryan. Yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. And little tiny gooses, right? Is that what you call a tiny goose? A I think that is also. It might be. Someone should correct me. All right. We only got one phone call this week, Justin. <gasps> I right. thought everybody was going to get in on this. Well, I mean, this guy may get in on it in a really extreme mm. way. This person may get in on it. I'll turn my phone on and just tell everybody in the Discord, hey, you got to call in. Mm. Yeah. Please call. <laughs> Please call me. Please. Please call. This is my life. 20 years in comedy and while the show is happening. <laughs> people, Please call. Please. Please. I mean, this this caller may blow us out of the water, Chris. This person they might may have be something most... really long to say. Yeah. That's what we encourage all our listeners. When they call in, have something really long to say. <laughs> okay, Matthew and Albuquerque. We're going to go to the phones. Matthew in Albuquerque, we put it out there. If you have any questions about moving to New York City, I've been here many, many years. Happy to uh, give you advice. And we have people, Justin and I have mm-hmm. lived here a shorter time than I am. They still probably know the cool spots to go that I don't know because I'm a family man now. We have brand new transplants can also tell you about what it's like to make the transition. What would you like to talk about today? Uh, well, I think I know why everyone else hung up is because uh, all the questions are about where to shit in New York. <laughs> and you guys kind of covered that pretty well. You're not mad, Matthew, are you? Oh, no, I, I, I'm i not what? You're not mad, little Matthew, are you? No, but that sounds very patronizing. Yeah. <laughs> it's flirting. Ooh, what it is. It's flirting, Matthew. Every time, every Wake up, time buddy. I, I've seen Megan perform countless times, Thank and you. every time so, she has to walk up to someone after the show and go, I'm so sorry. sorry <laughs> Can I also say I've noticed something, because this is my first time, because I know you guys have worked together. I've noticed there's a very, very enjoyable thing, which is, Richie, every time you try to talk, Megan starts trying to say things to disrupt you, and you have clearly mastered the art of completely fucking ignoring her. Ignoring me? Literally, every time you've talked this entire day, you'll be trying to talk, and she'll be like, oh, really? Hey, hey, oh, really? And you just straight face ignore it. It's so 
was. I was telling Justin at the show that we ran in Chicago <laughs> so, that a lot of times, like her and another guy on our show, Steve Gerard, very funny guy. Uh, with he's a um, filmmaker, right? No, you're thinking. Oh, maybe. Is there another Steve? Gerard? There's two There's Steve Gerard. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, Megan will be and Steve would be talking, and I'd just be watching them. Like coming up next, he, <laughs> he's probably, he likes it though. You actively try to torment this man. He's my little guy. Oh, well, he's true. tall though. Matthew, what was your question? <laughs> Uh, I was just wondering, like, when you first get to New York, what are some inexpensive things to do that aren't too creepy or will get you killed? Okay, mm. things that aren't creepy, mm. that won't get you killed, that are affordable to do in New York. I feel like you guys all might, all more of a part of the social scene now. Also, oh, you'll like this. Random side note. My son had a blowout this morning and I left the house and realized I have feces on me. I didn't realize before I left the house. Oh, boy. Okay, anyway, cheap things to do in New York that won't get you killed uh, and I, don't come off creepy. I, I went to the Natural History Museum and you can just, it's just pay what you can. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Richie, okay. Yeah. I paid, paid $10. <laughs> 10? Oh, no, you're going to get, you're, you dude. <laughs> For me and my girlfriend, though, so it's five, five each. You're going to wind up living someplace like Asheville, North Carolina <laughs> within the next two years. Oh, I'll just go back to Oak Forest. Ten! <laughs> Justin, That's would you so ever many. pay ten at a voluntary donation? Well, literally, maybe, literally, maybe, maybe. Literally, I was like, we could do ten each. And then the lady was like, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. She was you. like, we'll do ten waves. total. Okay, I that's fair. In I didn't know. I, I, was, I wasn't even a... a, a, a person who lived here yet. I just, no, it, it's yeah. totally fair to support museums that are donation only. It's that totally being said, fair. It's totally, it's a good, <laughs> solid thing to do. But if, if if you are sort of young and an artist and scrapping it out, I actually think the museums are happy to have you and mm-hmm. you can legit pay what you can. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay, so museums, very true. A lot yeah. of them have free days or donation only. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Cheap <laughs> things to do in this town. There are a million like free bar comedy shows. You have mm-hmm. to wade through them to find the ones that are fun and good, but there are a lot of them. Matthew. <laughs> Justin, that was joyless. That was really great, Justin. <laughs> hey, Matthew, uh, there are a lot of pre-bar comedy shows. You have to wade through the shit ones to see the good ones, but if, you know, come on, man. I was literally wondering like where that. that voice was going from. I, like, looked behind me. Um, yeah, a lot of free bar comedy shows. Yeah, that's. Matthew. I find that that's just, uh, my whole life has been eaten by that really yeah. fun activity. Yeah, mm-hmm. and music. Matthew, what do you like to do? Uh, I like to uh, play soccer. I like to uh, play video games. Amazing parks here in New York City. Mm -hmm. Well, there's also, I will say, there's also a number of sports leagues Mm -hmm. uh, where you can sign up. And there's one known as Zog Sports. Mm -hmm. They have uh, kickball, soccer, basketball, and then I think cornhole. But it's notoriously, you'll see people in Zog Sports t-shirts on the subway all the time. It's notoriously a place where they people are just signing up to fuck. It's true. It's like a notorious pickup market. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're looking to hook up in New York City, number one well-known place is Union Pool in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. It's a well-known thing. Mm -hmm. Just stay at Union Pool until closing time, Mm -hmm. and people just link up. And honestly, look around the room. Yes. And I would say I was there on Sunday. If you go on an off night, it's actually a more pleasant experience and still has the same vibe. If you want, if you are looking, if you are looking Mm -hmm. for some cheap action. You just hang out there. At a mm-hmm. pool? At and a, tacos. It's called Union Pool. It's not a pool. Are we talking about a pool or a pool like you play pool? No, it's just it a bar. I was thinking of everyone in their bathing suit swimming by each other. Swimming and, by and each other? That's kind of gross. <laughs> Everybody yeah. is swimming by each other? By each other. And then you just kind of go, oh, well, what are you, where are you swimming off to? Maybe I'll swim over there, too. Yeah. <laughs> also, Matthew, um, connecting with a friend is free. <laughs> 
Sure. For over coffee. Somebody wants to be Dr. Phil. Right. Wow. He's ha- he's harassing me. Can you hang up on Okay, Matthew, I'm so sorry. There's been an HR complaint. Thank you so much for the call today. Let's go to Greg in New Jersey. Greg, thank you so much for calling. Hey, what's up, man? Not much, dude. How about you? Nothing much. Nothing much. Sorry, I didn't hear the beginning of what you said to me. If I just answered that weird. Oh, no, it's fine. You're doing great. Where in New Jersey are you from? I'm from uh, Fort Lee. Oh, Fort Lee. So... You know, the call-in topic, just so everyone knows, the call-in topic today is if you need advice on moving to New York City, <laughs> Fort Lee, New Jersey is literally the town on the other end of the George Washington <laughs> Bridge. If you walk over the I George Washington that. Bridge, you're here. I yes. Have... No, I appreciate you calling. I realize that. I, we need callers. So thank you for being here. I know. Yeah. I have a question. I do have a question oh, great, about it. Great, great, yeah. So I do, I, I'll come to the city often, usually to see your show, because Gethard Presents. Thank you so much. And, uh, Every, but legitimately, most of the time when I'm walking in the city, I'm approached by people. And it's not like mm-hmm. homeless people, it's just random people, and it's very uh, uncomfortable. Because it's not approached in a hi, how you doing way. It's, very, it's weird, man. Is that, so my question is, is that a normal thing in New York City? Because that's not normal here in Jersey. Are people looking for money at the end of these interactions? No. Because that I mean, is a thing that happens. Well, what are they saying to you, Greg? Yeah, yeah. Because New York's known for being a place where people don't talk to each other. Well, it's usually, because I'm in the city a lot because I'm right here. It's always around, because I'm never around 59th Street. That's only a recent occurrence because of you. And this is only happening around 59th Street. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a money thing. I mean, sometimes I'm smoking marijuana, but it's, I don't think it's because of that either, though. Mm-hmm. What are they saying to you? Hello, how are you doing today? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. They'll come. If somebody's coming up to me already, it's threat. Like I have headphones in. Just mm. the approach is threatening enough. I don't. I don't really. I don't even have time to hear what they're saying to me. Rick, are you okay? I will say. <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> wow. I will say this. The further north you get on the island of Manhattan, the stranger it is when someone talks to you on right. the street. Lower East Side, okay. people are going to be like drunk and jolly and you might strike up a conversation. You get up towards Washington Square, you're going to have all your NYU kids. They might be social, might have a random conversation. Up towards 23rd Street, maybe not. You're in Chelsea, so there are the gay bars. Those can be very fun. Once you start getting up towards uh, 34th, 42nd, certainly up at 59th. If I was walking around 59th Street at nighttime and someone randomly approached me on the mm. street, I would be, ex- I would have my guard extraordinarily high. That person yeah. has bad intentions. I'm, I'm shocked that this has happened to you multiple times. Yeah, I feel Greg. like that. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's crazy. Greg, at the end of the day, I think what we're saying is that there's something about you yeah. that's causing You must be invi- inviting friendly energy towards you. And that doesn't fly in this town. <laughs> but I think if, if someone does approach you, so let's say this is happening, then then you all you have to do is say, I'm not either sorry, I'm not interested, mm-hmm. or hi, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. And that makes it super clear for you, mm-hmm. for them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you just keep Got walking. It. Okay. You straight right. face it, keep walking. Put your headphones in. Headphones Put in. Put on a little tube. Yeah, that's my... Sunglasses, yeah, walk that's a dog, my usual. and be like, he doesn't like... Do you look like a famous person, maybe? No. But you say you are con- you are walking around a lot of the time just smoking doobies. Is this great yeah. come here? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you are smoking marijuana on the streets, people do want to approach. Because they assume that you're working yeah. outside the rules, and that therefore they can disobey the I... social rules. I don't like it, man. I don't like it one bit. So you just start yelling the words, fuck off, every time they approach you, and they'll think mm-hmm. uh, you're crazier than they are. 
You know what? That's a good technique, man. I might have to do it. <laughs> yeah, just... Smoking a joint. Someone walks by, not for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just say, this you is know. a worst sort of thing. Or, or fake a phone call. Like that's sad or something. They wouldn't want to talk to you. Sure. Oh, that's yeah. I think there's nothing better than the combination of smoking marijuana while forcing yourself to act very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> so All right, Greg, thank you for the call. We're going to close today. Darren, right. you guys, who's in our Discord chat right now, asked a great question. Is there a specific rite of passage to go through to where you can say to yourself, I am truly a New Yorker now? Justin, my, I think this one's on us three because Richie and, mm-hmm. and Megan. I read something on the internet. Okay. Um, that's what I, I think really rang true to me. Um, okay. You're a real New Yorker when you uh, cry publicly. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 I've cried publicly recently. Mm. Yeah. I did for the first time, actually, uh, uh, not a couple of days ago. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And, uh, and I'll be honest with you, uh, uh, I feel so the same. It didn't really (laughs) do much for me in that way. That being said, I think I truly believe everyone's different. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was once on the nine train, which doesn't exist anymore. It used to be the one Mm -hmm. and nine. They ran on the same line. Now it's just the one, two, three. And this woman was crying hard on the the nine train. We're going uptown. Everybody's just kind of like looking and judging. And uh, I was just, my heart was breaking. Everyone was kind of like avoiding her like she was some pariah. And I sat down next to her and I just said, hey, I'm not trying to bother you, but whatever's going on, I'm sure it's going to get better. And she cut me off and just loudly went, do not, don't you fucking dare, do not right now. Don't, and just started yelling at me. And everyone, oh must have, and everyone on the train must have thought I went up to this like crying hurt woman and, must, and was just like, you fucking shut deserve it. Whatever's happening, you deserve it. <laughs> brought this on You're yourself like, shut the hell up. Like, they must have thought i said something evil mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah i think crying in public's a good one anything else i i have a good one i think i think that you are not i think the real new york rite of passage i think one of them is you have had a late night mta disaster that makes you bond with a stranger mm. that makes you either wind up in an uber or lyft or mm. cab with a stranger who lives in your neighborhood I think that's something Mm -hmm. where you get so fucked by the MTA that you have to actually be social with another human being. This recently happened to me, the F train. I was on the F train Mm -hmm. at about two in the morning and it was stopped at a stop for about 25 minutes. And then the conductor came on and was like, hey, this train's decommissioned. It's not moving in either direction. You have to get off the train. Like it's not going back. It's not going forward. You have to get off the train. And the stop it was at was, I challenge anyone... If you can think of the least convenient <laughs> subway stop to oh, get no. dumped out at 2.30 in the morning, what would your guess be? Um, Roosevelt the, Island? I was going to guess that. <laughs> Roosevelt <laughs> Island. They dumped us on an island. No. It's, it's, the yes. island so those, it's the island between Manhattan and Queens. Oh, my right? God. Yeah. The Queensboro Bridge, one of its like <laughs> pylons, stands on this island. There's no cars there. Cabs aren't just randomly patrolling Roosevelt Island at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. my God. It's like, is this like home. the fucking warriors? Are we all going to have to just like try to fight our way home? Yeah. And there's a footbridge from Roosevelt Island to Queens that puts you in some very notoriously rough housing projects. <gasps> mm-hmm. It's like, what are we supposed to do, you man? Home? We, uh, my phone died. Oh, so God. I was like, oh, my God, no. So I just started walking around. All these people were calling cars, and I just started loudly going, anyone going to Jackson Heights? Is anyone oh. going to Jackson Heights right now? And this mm-hmm. one of the first people I asked was like, yeah, I am. And I jumped in, and I paid her 10 bucks. Oh, that God. rocks. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is. It's like it, maybe it is about 
moments of connection in New York mm, yeah. being that stamp because uh-huh. it's so notoriously. The things that force it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what I'm scared of is people have said, oh, you'll, you'll be a New Yorker when you get robbed. And I really, mm. is that's not true, right? Because I was no. robbed enough in Chicago. My car was broken into th- like three times. Several yeah. times. So really? I'm like, I, I feel like. What were you leaving in your car that was so attractive see, to the thieves? F- the first time. Uh, there's a lot of stuff really in her bad. car. There's a lot of stuff in my car. I have a really messy car. And now I don't have a car. So it, I've been cleaner. But um, my computer got stolen. I like shoved it under a chair. I, I was younger. I was younger. Yeah. It was a couple years yeah. ago. And then they started breaking in, seeing there was trash in there and just leaving with nothing. But. Damn. Just doing it. You guys haven't got robbed here, though, have you? No, I haven't. I have not. Okay, I've been good. here 15 years. I have not. That but I'm very street great. smart. I'm notoriously street smart. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that before, though? Like, oh, yeah. That's an old school one. Right? That's an old school one. I'm like, one. that's yeah. Again, that's like the Penn Station bathrooms where it's like, yeah. there was a time, I think, where that was a little bit more. Although I've come, cl- I once was followed. I was once followed mm. down a block and realized I'm about to get, oh I'm about God. to get fucked up or robbed. And I somehow got extraordinarily lucky where I walked past a parked car where there were two uniformed cops in there, <gasps> like on some sort of yeah. stakeout. Wow. So I was able to uh, I was able to lean over and just be like, hey, officers, that guy's been following me down this block. And uh, they flashed the like, whoop, whoop, and the guy turned around and ran away. <gasps> that's that's like the closest the universe I came up. Like, really, that's meant to be like. Yeah, like, Gethard, you're a golden blessed child who doesn't you deserve this. You are, you're a blessed yeah. child, truly. Yeah. We have time for a couple more quick ones. Let's go to Dave in North Carolina. Welcome to the show. Hey there, everybody. Uh, You know, I've been uh, enraptured by New York City for the longest time. And I think once I heard Jay-Z and Alicia Keys sing about it. Yes, Queen. (laughs) Mind and imagination. So I think I'm finally ready to take this step and move to the epicenter of American everything, really. What about my first week in the hub of New York, the capital, Albany. <laughs> oh, you're moving to Albany. <laughs> that famous Jay-Z song about Albany. <laughs> Rensselaer County State of Mind, I believe it's called. <laughs> Anybody have any tips on living in Albany specifically? I'm going to say Troy is the town next door, and it's uh, weird. It's built around a ravine. You have to be very careful because in Troy, New York, people often get drunk and fall into the ravine and die. <gasps> That's true. Oh, yikes. <laughs> so don't do that don't do that dave yeah what else um, uh albany i mean albany is kind of that's not erie canal the erie canal does I it think, runs through yeah albany? it runs through albany is there like the capitol house there maybe yep, the state house is there the troy music hall is a very good theater i opened for mike berbiglia there it's an old vaudeville house the amtrak station is uh very nice but you have to park pretty close or else your car is gonna get staltered <gasps> oh. Megan Saltered? Yeah. They're going to steal a computer and then look around at the trash in it and leave. So they took a computer and left all the trash? Yeah. Can you believe that? They could have really yeah, cleaned it out. I can absolutely me. believe that. They could have yeah. cleaned it out for me. Dave, thank you for the wonderful call. You uh, pulled Thanks the rug out from under us. Solid yeah. bit, Dave, in I, I North Carolina. I love Dave. Now we got someone in Minnesota. It just says someone who hasn't given a name. You're our final call of the day. Let's go to Minnesota. Hey, this is Molly in Minnesota. Molly in Minnesota, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I used to live in Brooklyn in my early 20s, um, but I love it so much. I'm starting a career here in Minneapolis, but I'm wondering, is like late 30s too late to move back to the city? Do you have to start when you're young, or can you go when you're older? Well, what do you guys think? I think it depends on what type of city experience you want to have, right? Like, 
New York is a crazy place and, you know, a lot of fun stuff when you're in your 20s, but it can also be a nice residential place when you're in your 30s. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you should let your age stop you from doing anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're never right. too old or young. Well, you can be too young for stuff. No I was mind. I was watching uh, some special features from Do the Right Thing, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it, it's a table <laughs> read. What was that? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I used to live right by where that was. Oh, yes. cool. Um, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson says table read, and Samuel L. Jackson is in that movie, and it's like one of his first movies, and it gets to him, and he goes, uh, Hi, uh, I'm Sam Jackson. I've uh, been in a couple things. Uh, I'm in a play at Rutgers right now. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like literally exactly how I just said it like that. Uh <laughs> And uh, he was 40 at that time. Wow. Well, listen, Molly, I'll say something. Um, all of these people are encouraging. Don't let your age define you. Make this town what you will. I am, I believe, the only person in this room in my late 30s. I'm 39. Don't come here, Molly. It's, it's a young person's town. It's a young person's game. I'm looking at houses in New Jersey. Uh, Justin can tell you that he's constantly mm-hmm. had to hear me bitch about my own sense of irrelevance. People <laughs> like to stay out late in this town. I used to go out dancing and live <gasps> free. Now my knees dance. hurt. I generally am in bed by 10 o'clock. It's, uh, it's a town. I think Joan Didion said it's, it's, not, it's not a town for the rich. It's a town for the young. Oh, she's so beautiful. I'm so sorry <laughs> to break it to you like that, Molly, but... Uh, it's ha- it's how That's I- okay. I'll just keep visiting. My- and also, Minneapolis is an amazing place. That's one of my favorite cities in America. Yeah. I- have you ever been to Acme yeah, Comedy come Club? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Acme is there, by far one of the best clubs in America. <laughs> by far. It's so well run and such nice people and the crowds that come out are great. Minneapolis is awesome. And you get to go by the house where the replacements took the picture of their album cover. That is so true. You well, know, thanks so much, you guys. Come back to Minneapolis. I can't wait. I was just there last year, but I hope I get back soon because that place is rad. Okay. Thank you guys for calling. Thank you guys for coming. Any last minute uh, questions, concerns, advice for New York City? Anybody else want to get anything out there that we haven't covered? So this is everybody's guide to showing up and doing comedy in New York, making the move, making it happen. I'm curious what everyone's favorite uh, pizza place is Mm. a classic new york question yeah pizza is super personal um (laughs) i i really don't i don't think any pizza place is particularly good and i don't think (laughs) and i don't think that any pizza place is particularly bad either so it's just Mm. pizza to you it's all pizza pizza is good you don't like pizza well, no, no. I think I'm actually pretty mids on pizza. Thank you. Mm. Okay. Polly G's and Greenpoint. Yeah, Polly G's is great. Polly G's actually really good. Polly's <laughs> is great, but very expensive. Mm-hmm. DeFaro's is the classic. The old mm-hmm. man makes every pie by hand. I also like Totono's out in Coney Island. Totono's is a place where they make dough in the morning, and then when they run out of dough, they close. It's old school. Aww. The Ellen B. Spumoni Garden is great, but you got to get their square slice. I really like that. In Queens, there's a place in Elmhurst called Louie's. Again, the square slices, are, their grandma slices are great. And then uh, as far as Manhattan goes, one of the great places, it's not too far from here, 30th and 8th, there's a place called Pizza Suprema. 
And mm-hmm. in the past few years, people have said, that's one of the best slices in New York. Hmm. Those are my pizza picks. Those are Gethard's pizza picks. I'm actually proud of that answer. It makes me it's realize I've, I have been in this town a long time. <laughs> that's yeah. when you realize you're in New York. Maybe I shouldn't have half-assed it and just talked about toilets the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, people learned a lot from the toilets. You think so? Do you I learned a lot. Do you think there's anyone who is a young comedian in a smaller city who wants to make the move who's going to download this and be like, I'll get twenty yeah. a guy who's been doing it twenty years advice, and then it's just me talking about how you should never take a shit at Grand Central. I think I would have benefited from hearing that before mm-hmm. I moved here. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> Justin, how should we end this? I'm gonna let you end the show today, so you can practice. You're gonna take over hosting. Okay, so we'll okay. just do what we practiced. Okay, so we'll do what we yeah, practiced. Justin okay. and Maya. Okay, and thank okay. you, thank you, Megan, and thank you, Thanks Richie, for, for being us. here. Thank you, Chris. And I'm so excited to see more of your work on CGP and otherwise. Great. Um, Hey, knock, knock, knock. Um, Who's there? It's the doctor. Um, Thanks so much for doing a house call. Okay, so, oh, fuck, wrong house. I got to get out of here. Oh, right. I was looking. Actually, my mom was supposed to be visiting me. Thanks for coming anyway. All right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 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 We, we found the one. Our work is done. We're filled with glee, cause we found Richie. He is the host that's got the most integrity. Yes, his name is Never thought we'd find someone so full of love. And born on June 12th, spent his youth at Oak Forest High School full of love. And born Richie, Richie Owens, it's Richie, Richie Owens, you will be the new Dr. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.